Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. I want to talk again today uh, about life in the honeycomb from our word of the year. I made a fun little, you know, look, any cute? Um, we talked on Wednesday night. I want to keep talking about surface tension. Um, I have a good little, um, I want to give you a little analogy. Okay. A little picture trying to think who I want to pick on. She come here. She's a good candidate. Sit on the edge of this platform right here. Come here, Moo. Stand up right here behind her. Just as close as you can get to her. That's good. Tess, you're a good candidate. Come over here. Stand up really, really close to her. On this side over here. Uh Okay, bro. Bro, come over. Uh, You don't mind a kneel, right? Are you, are you, you're a kneeler. I know. Just kneel up. Just get right up. You have to touch her. Just get right up to her. This, this is a picture of surface tension. This is it. Anybody married? You're in this right here. You're in this surface tension. Everyone around. This is why it's so important that we all weed our own garden. Right? What's the weeding your garden analogy of that my mind is renewed to God's ways, right? Thank y'all for demonstrating. And so that process that's going on in our life is what Cece talked to us about, about developing that 120 degrees. Remember, if you don't have a copy of the Word of the Year, just see uh, Lenny and she'll get it to you. Or I hear Aubrey's passing them out too, so I have it in digital form as well. Um, I, I said this statement on Wednesday night that life in the honeycomb affords us the ability to see with, superna- with the supernatural yeah. how the enemy is trying to infiltrate our territory. Yes. Now, why is that important? Because the enemy, I don't, I don't talk to him. We don't converse. But he's constantly bringing up suggestions to me of how he could destroy my life. That's his only one objective. He only has the ability to kill, steal, and destroy. He has no other ability. He lost the enemy, Satan, of our lives, the enemy to God, not to humans. He's jealous of humanity's ability to worship God. Because what was he? He was the worshiper of heaven. He's an archangel that fell because he got pride in his heart. That should explain, to me, that explains everything we got going on on the earth right there. It does. Because it's all about worship. That explains everything to me. Now, thank the Lord for the Bible. Because the Bible tells us God's original design for humanity. His original design for humanity is that I would make him my God, and that would in turn make me his people. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a God people. Yeah. When I accept Jesus, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not about any rules or regulations. It's about whose people you are. Yeah. And, and weirdly, somehow in society, we act like there's a whole bunch of choices out there, and there's just two. There's just God or Lou. That's what we call him around here, Satan. There's just those two choices. There's no other choice. It's all about who you'll worship. And so 
What God does is he invited us through the plan of Jesus to actually engage with life as he intended it to be. The greatest thing for you that you can do for yourself is to buy in what God intended for humanity. If you create your own agenda for what you think God, what you think your life means, you'll be messed up. God made you with a purpose. He's not going to change his mind. It doesn't matter what year you buy into it. You might be 99 by the time you believe what I'm saying, but that's his purpose. He has a purpose for you and his only his purpose will he anoint and give you favor. And part of part of today I want us to think about, I wrote a couple of questions for us. What is your personal desire in the kingdom realm? Don't think outside the kingdom for a minute. Just think inside the kingdom Act like we've all accepted Jesus. Act like we're all just hungry for the Holy Spirit like we sang today. We're all asking the Holy Spirit to consume us. If that was true, what would my desire be for the kingdom realm? I know for me, it's just I want to host His presence. You know, the greatest gift Jesus left us was the Holy Spirit. We don't even understand the Holy Spirit. Some people don't believe He exists. And so if I don't believe something exists, I'm not utilizing all the tools of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has all the gifts. He's the storehouse of giftings. All the way that you discern or feel or know or walk or breathe, all of that's from the Holy Spirit. Whenever the Godhead decided to make the heavens and the earth and make humanity. It says in Genesis that the Holy Spirit hovered over the nothingness, the blackness, the chaos, the zeroness. It's, it was absent of light. Anything absent of light is chaos. So anywhere in my life there's chaos, it's absent of the light of God. When God shines his light on it, in other words, he speaks to us about it. Then he, in, in the chaos in Genesis, he just said, well, let it be. Let it be what? What he wanted. Because he was the guy. He was the creator. So when he said, let it be, he didn't have to say, in Jesus' name, um, let it be formed into um, blah, 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 blah. He didn't have to do that. He looked over. He saw chaos. He already knew what he wanted. He didn't even need to define it. This is really good for you if you can get what I'm saying right now. He did not need to define it. He said the words because in his heart he knew what he said would happen. So the desires of creativity from his heart happened the moment he spoke. That's why he didn't say, make it a circle. (laughs) Right? And then he went through and he said, okay, let's divide this stuff up. Right? Land and sea. Okay, let's get us some birds and flowers and animals and stuff. Right? He began to... But then what did he do with humanity? He gave Adam the greatest gift. He said, name whatever you call it. Well, how did he even know? How did, Adam didn't have an encyclopedia of the animals. He didn't like go over there, let me get my dictionary down, and let me see. What Adam named it, he named it as an identity. 
That's why you have to hear God's name over your life. It may not be the name that you were born with. But that's why you got to hear God's name and you've got to own the identity of who you are. And so my desire in the kingdom realm may be different than yours. But as we journey on this road, even my ability to know what's possible in the Holy Spirit changes. So if, if today I say, well, I just want to be a little bit happier. That's one level. Obviously, it says in his presence is fullness of joy. I think joy is happy. Is, do, do we all, can we all agree on that? Anyone? I don't know. Do you think joy is, means happy or something else? I'll just check it. That's why you have to rejoy yourself every now and then. Rejoice. Okay, so slow crowd today. Come on. Y'all get with me. So what was I saying? Yeah, so so the what? Yeah, so when he was when Adam was given this 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 ability, this assignment. Think about it. God is still assigning humanity today with things on his heart. Think the earth didn't look totally like it does now. We could agree on that too, right? And so that meant it moved into other dimensions it evolved don't be nervous we're not going to talk about darwin or anything today it 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 transformed into more stuff that's what evolution really means right it keeps evolving into stuff and so that's where we are today and as we are unpacking this word of the year there's little nuggets in here there's little packages i described it the other day as if like amazon brings you a package you know, I live with 400 people and we get packages every day. And so every day someone runs in there to see who's the package addressed to. Because why? Because they have the right to open it. See, the Holy Spirit deposited a package at One Life on January 8th, 2023. Right? Yes. Wasn't that when it was? Yeah. Boy, that would have felt good. Didn't that feel good to know the date? That was the day of new beginnings. That's what eight means. Yes. And it's this, and our names are on the package. Yes. Now, I know humanity. I know humans real well. I've been counseling for a long time. I, I know humanity. Some of us are going to open every single package with joy. And we're going to be like, this is for me. Some of us, don't let this be you. Let me just help you right out. Are going to be like, oh, I don't know if I know how to do that. Isn't that a really weird statement to say to God? The God, the guy who made everything, say to him, I don't know how. But of course you don't know how. That's why you're opening. I mean, we did, when we got those toys when we were kids, we didn't just look at the box and say, I don't know how to play that. What do we do as little children? What do we do? We got it out of the box. Probably broke some of it. Didn't we? Do you remember breaking your present first day? Anybody? I have some of those experiences. Because I, I was not a spectator ever in my life. So when I got stuff, we tried it. Anybody ever break thing first day? And then it's gone. Right? So... So I am just, what I'm doing, I'm trying to whistle, 
to desire to explore this package because within it has all kinds of layers of things that you're going to need. You with me? So today when I was thinking about tension, tension has gotten a bad rap. Did anybody get to listen to the Helsers? I just had to listen to the first few minutes. And I loved it because they were describing how, in the first two minutes that I watched, um, they were describing how that in their tribe, they actually have uh, things for people to try that they um, will basically cause a trigger. Yeah. A good way to say it. Has anybody ever been triggered in your life? And so, you know, isn't it weird how you don't even know you were going to be triggered? I mean, wouldn't we all avoid anything that we knew in advance? I mean, as, as we grow older, unfortunately, we learn what triggers us and we try to avoid it. Come on, all you old people. No one said anything because they don't know they're old. And so I was thinking about what is forged in tension in the spirit. Now, I'm still talking in the supernatural. Are you with me? Yeah. Not talking about in the natural, although it can apply. I mean, think about if you started a new job today, um, you would want the boss that hired you to tell you what was going on, right? How many have ever started a job and they greatly under... Um, under, what's the word? Explained. We'll just go with that. Under explained what was going to be required. And you found yourself in a little more than what, you know, that's a smart boss. I mean, if they said, okay, listen, you're going to be working from five in the morning to 10 at night, you'd be like, no way. But then they, they, they slide it in there slowly. Well, could you just give a little 30 minutes here? You know, one of the things Pam and I had to learn as entrepreneurs and owning businesses is that we had to learn to manage our time well. See, when you work for somebody else, whether you know it or not, they're managing your time. And, and, they, and they sort of got you by the neck, right? Because they're kind of good to you, right? But then they, they keep taking more of your territory, of your time, and the t you can't get all that time back. So part of the tension in the honeycomb, part of what we do, those of us who are all honeycombed up together, we, I help people manage their time and their energy. If I, Shudi has a great way, Sidwell has a great, great way for me to see what's going on with them. It's called their eyes. So I see Shudi when the light begins to go out in her eyes. I'm sure when she dies one day, that'll be the same thing right before she goes. It'll be like, and I'll look at her and I'm like, um, I think you're too tired right now. Why? That I'm, I'm, I'm honeycombed up with her, right? You know, when Sidwell, like yesterday, I don't know, she had the spirit of small, stupid, get on her just all of a sudden. And I had to tell her it was Cheryl, not her. And, and, and that just freed her right up just to find out maybe it's not me after all. See, in the honeycomb, we begin to learn, wait, wait, we have spiritual gifts going on here. We have discernment going on here. We have activation of the Holy Spirit going on. And we're weird. Humans are weird. We think everything's about us. 
everything, everywhere is all about me, 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 and it's just not. Once I begin to step into this supernatural honeycomb, it's not about you anymore. And see, I love to give the Holy Spirit permission to use the things in my life, the ways that He made me, to give me instruction. Why would He talk to me the way He talks to Phil? I wouldn't even get it. He is so unique and you're so unique. He's got your language down. You don't. You didn't, listen, you just come into the knowledge that the Holy Spirit's even speaking, that the Holy Spirit actually has a trust level with you that you don't even have with you. You want to throw up that condemnation thing to him all the time. Well, I'm not worthy. I might mess it up. He's like, I know. Yes, you're not worthy and you will mess it up. And guess what? That does not matter to him. He picked this way. And so when I begin to think, I think about, well, what is forged in supernatural tension? Favor. Favor. Because favor is weighty. Another thing forged in tension is anointing. See, y'all may not get it, but and we may be a tiny little speck on God's spectrum, but it's weighty to be up here. Just ask a few people. Why? Because anointing has weight to my natural humanity. When I get done today, I will be tired. Right now, I feel like we could basically remodel the entire planet right here today. <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm resting under the anointing of God, and it it's powerful, and I can't even think about whether anything hurts or how what I'm going to do tomorrow. My mom's having surgery on Wednesday for cancer. It doesn't even matter. It's like on and on and on. It just doesn't matter under the anointing. And the anointing comes and rests at times, and then it lifts. It's not something I live in all the time. I would love to, but it's weighty. So if you put those two things together, if the anointing's weighty and I want to live in it all the time, then I would be tired all the time. It has to, it, it, it has to come and it has to go for me to be replenished. That's just the way that I don't understand it. I can't tell you why it's that way. I just know I've been walking in this longer than some of y'all have been on the planet, and that's just the way the anointing works. It's the same way with favor. Can you make this transition? Favor is the same way. When I have favor with man and God, that's his intention. When I have favor with man, it's weighty. They have an expectation, right? I they they favor comes with gifts. That I don't know about you, but see when you when God begins to bless you. And you begin to have an abundance. That's why when someone wins the lottery and they haven't gone through any sort of 120, any sort of tension, any sort of maturing, whatever word you want to put on it, then they spend money on, I, I have a friend that used to call it new money. When you get new money and you weren't raised in it, you don't know how to manage it. So you spend it on, on stuff you'll poop out. You just spend it on stupid stuff. When actually God blesses us to be a blessing. That's why he says, if you give, you get. We don't want to be a stopper of the blessing in any way, right? 
And so what, just I want us today while I'm talking to think about what do you want to forge in this next season? Season what 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 is the outcome of the tension for you? Everybody has different tension. I have a tension right now, and everybody does in the room. You're never going to live without that. Let's read about it, shall we? Second yes. Corinthians. This is why. Verse uh, chapter four. I'm going to read it in the Amplified and in the Passion, okay? Okay, that sounds good to me, yeah. Teresa. It says, We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within. Do you think about that ever? I think about it all the time. Do you? Yes. That you're a carrier of His presence. We're presence people around here. Or a carrier of his presence in your common clay jar in your dirt hut. <laughs> it says, so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not yours. That's a description of why you want to be filled with the Spirit. What we sang about today, because there is a world out there that needs the overflow. I don't know if you understand this, but today you're just getting my overflow. Right now, as I'm talking, it's just an overflow of something I forged a long time ago. This might be new language, but it's not new. God's been wanting to do this from the beginning of time. God just keeps giving us colorful metaphors and stories to try to convince us of what He's always wanted to do. It's always been available. It's always sitting there waiting for us. It just depends on if we want to do it His way. See, part of what happens is that we come into life. That's why we don't really call this church. We really call it a training center because I'm trying to train people to be the overflow of the power. And see, it should be enough that people know it's not you. It should be enough... Or people are not going, where'd you get that? Yeah. Right? Is that you? No, I got that from him. Yeah. Right? Let's keep reading. It says, though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. At times we don't know what to do, but quitting's not an option. Remember, this was in the word of the year, right? Yeah. We are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. Doesn't that take a little different connotation for you now that we're talking about life in the honeycomb? So it's basically saying that there is a power that God... It says that God... Let me start back. It was for joy that... Jesus had the cross in mind, right? Because the joy of the cross was you, your heart. Think about Jesus for a minute. When he's up in heaven, I like Graham Cook. He talks about how they're having a conversation. Who's going to go down to earth, save humanity? Who's going to infill humanity and mature them? Because they knew we wouldn't be mature. The God of the universe made a plan that I could be saved and matured. And part of the Godhead lives within me so that I can do the works of the Father. It's a simple plan. You know, Bailey painting that picture that many years ago, it's a simple plan. Can you just paint a picture you cannot see from a place that someone told you you cannot paint? 
That's a, that's tension, right? Someone said, you're not an artist. You can't do it. You're no good, right? And, and then God said, do it. Do the thing that someone said you're no good at. And then I'm going to give you random people, you know, stranger people. You don't even know. Stranger danger. I'm going to give you all these people. They're going to come. I mean, how many paintings do you think you've given away? We don't even know. A lot. But that that was the plan. Now, I don't know what it feels like to her to sit down on a blank canvas. There may be words like, you can't do this. This isn't going to be pretty. I don't know. I saw her the other day, and she had this beautiful masterpiece she's doing. And Cece gave her some markers for Christmas, and she let Roly paint a marker on that. And I was like, wait, that's a masterpiece. That boy, what if, no, I, no, I, it was on a video. So we were like, oh, no, uh. <laughs> that's part of the joy of her yeah. artist's expression. Yeah. You can't mess it up. Yeah. That gives it so much more freedom. Yeah. Even her little boy can come and mark on it with a marker. I mean, she was like going, okay, just keep going, keep going. We were going, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Not a thing. Yeah. Not a thing. Yeah. So this resurrection of Jesus needed to have another expression. Do you see the plan of God? You couldn't change yourself. But he needs you to carry his presence. Because he, he values what he made in you so much. You're just a carrier of the precious Holy Spirit. And so he had to make a way to stick you inside Jesus so the Holy Spirit could come and abide there. That's the difference between the Old and New Testament. Wow. Yeah. Now, I wanted to just talk a little bit because some of y'all get in a hitch when you hear this stuff like pressure and despair and I don't know. <laughs> so let me help you with it, okay? okay? So in the Amplified, it says that we are pressured in every way, hedged in. Let me give you another take. Did you notice that she was hedged in? So see, sometimes that pressure isn't what we think. I like it in the in the um, interlinear, interlinear Bible. It says that it's just to press like grapes. It's a narrow way. It doesn't sound quite so bad now, right? Because I'm not going to be crushed. So there's just enough pressing to get out some oil or some wine or what do you need for your situation? Do you need some money? Well, you're, you're going to need some pressing. That's why when you need something, money. Now, see, I had a big injury with money in my life. I had to learn to get over that. I had to learn to do it God's way. So when that injury begins to go, oh, that's what it does right at first. <laughs> Does anybody else have that? Anyway, no, me? I'm the only one? Great. Y'all have no idea what I'm talking about then. Then I give. I get my checkbook out. I buy Cece's haircut that day. Whatever, wherever I'm at that day, I do something to give. Because why? I'm breaking the lie that, 
things are about to go under. Yeah. See, I have to prove it to not be true in my own life. Yeah. He already said it wasn't true. Yeah. And see, that's an area I wanted to break. I didn't want to live in fear of money my whole life. That is so miserable. Right? So, so sometimes this pressure is from something else. So see, the pressure that I'm going to go under financially didn't come from God. So he's not even like pressuring you. He's not even doing it. Like he doesn't even have to do all these things because life just does it. And see, I have to prove it out. Life in the honeycomb is proving out through this tension that what I thought was going to happen from the tension really isn't going to happen. And everybody in here right now sitting under my voice is having tension somewhere. Something that you thought was going to be different. You didn't think it was going to be this way. You didn't think it was going to look like You didn't think you were going to be there living in that bedroom, in that in that bed maybe. You didn't think it was going to look like that. You just thought you'd be someplace else by now. You thought it'd look like this. You thought it'd look like that. You thought your child would do this. You thought they would do that, right? Yeah. All of that's tension. Yeah. It says that we are perplexed. What's perplexed mean? I like the, the interlinear. It says without resources. To be, you're in wanting. Embarrassed. That doesn't even really sound fatal to me. Anybody been embarrassed? It's, it feels so fatal. What is it? I, can I help you? It's people pleasing. So if God wanted to get people pleasing out of you, what kind of tension would you be under? If you didn't have people pleasing, it wouldn't be tension. You would let your boy draw on your masterpiece with a new marker just because the marker was new. Right? There would be no tension. The tension, this, this word, this perplexed, it's, it's saying, oh, I'm confused right now. Like, I didn't think it'd be like this right now. Right? I thought it would be... See, and, and here's the weird thing. When God comes to offend your smallness, it'll be back. Oh, no one got that. Let me try to say it another way. See, as we mature, God wants to prove to you how overabundantly good He is. And one of the ways He has to do that on earth is He has to bless you beyond your ability to contain it. What does pressed down, shaken together, running over look like to you? What does that look like to you? You know, Tessa and Vinton gave away their car last two weeks ago. Nice car. And I had been secretly in my heart <laughs> wanting this car that I saw. I drove it two, two years ago, maybe. But the only reason why I didn't get it, because two people I was with hated it, and they, their opinion swayed me. <laughs> but Tessa came up to me Wednesday night, and she said, I need to ask you, do you think I should get a car? And I said, yes, I know which one. Yeah. Now, I didn't know it existed out there. I mean, like, that there was one somewhere. But she ended up getting the car 
that I had been secretly thinking, I don't know why, just all of a sudden, Lynn and I do this to each other all the time. We just randomly started talking about this car. And I said, somebody needs that car. I think I need that car. <laughs> and then somebody got that car. Now, see, I didn't know any, that was before the car give. I didn't know. Do you see, God, lo- he's so fun. And he loves to tell us stuff if we're listening that helps someone else not be in so much tension. It's part of the honeycomb living. Are you with me at all? It says perplexed, unsure of how to find a way out, but not driven to despair. Now, I know you thought despair and perplexed were the same thing. It's not. Despair is utterly destitute. That feels way different to me than a little bit embarrassed. My smallness getting offended. Right? Right? Now remember, who is he saying is going to be doing this? Us, the common clay jars, the dirt people, right? 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 You're you're just, uh uh-huh. To experience the grandeur. So this, this tells me something. As I experience amazing moves of God in my life, and that can come in a lot of packages, the next thing... Would be will be training for the next amazing move of God. Yeah. Let me try to say it another way. So here I am. I'm just going along. I'm feeling some tension, and all of a sudden the tension seems to break. All of a sudden I just get. I'm just whatever. I'm blessed, and a miracle happens. Somebody shows up. I've been praying for or something. Something amazing happens, and it does what? It it shoots a infusion of God is amazing. Yeah. You get a raise at work, that really doesn't have anything to do with it. But anyway, but let's just act like it is. And that's a whole other story. But you get excited, right? Yeah. The very next moment, the tension for the next amazing moment begins. Why? That's glory. 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 It keeps happening. Why? Because that's the plan of God for humanity to walk in the power of the resurrection. It's really such a simple plan. And see, this is why I'm not going to go through all the rest of those because it's my time is almost up. This is why first Corinthians three, it says it's in first Corinthians. Maybe you can read it later. Um, It says, that when you've built your life on the foundation of Jesus, then here's the outcome of surviving the test on earth. It says you'll receive a reward. And it says that the test on earth, see, that's why this is, this is, let me help you. When you stand before God, I know everybody told you this, you're going to be judged for your sin. That's not true. All Christians will not be judged for your sin. That was been, already been rectified on earth. Are you with me? Yes. And so what's the purpose of going through the great judgment then? Jesus has, has money in his hand. Heaven money. It's not, it's not the United States dollar bills, okay? He's got, it says he's coming back on his white horse. Woohoo! Can you just see him? I, he's so happy because what is he doing? He just got his reward. 
you are his reward. He just got it. He's so excited. And guess what it says he has in his hand? Your reward. You are his reward, and he has your reward in his hand. What does it say his reward is? The things you've done that the Father's doing. Don't put other stuff in that category. You can be good, but it doesn't make you a Christian. The, the, only the card-carrying members that I've accepted Jesus, I've laid down my life, I've made Him Lord, I've surrendered everything. He is number one. There's nothing else number one but Him. He says, I'm going to forge you in this honeycomb experience and I'm going to surround you with people that will begin to shape you into the 120 so that when I come back, I'll have a reward for you. Come on, Mendel. So good, huh? Such a good message. Um, I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted me to remind us of a couple of things. I have so many little things that I want to share, but, um, you know, when the, I love, excuse me, when we have these words of the year and they're so big and expansive, they're inspiring and they're challenging. And then we, you know, we see ourselves in the word and the, in those moments where we have to, we're like, oh, dang, this is the thing. This is the thing that I've been handling this way, this old way, all the, all this time. And he's asking me or inviting me to handle it in a new way. And so it's a challenge. You know, it's a challenge. Um, so I felt like it was important to say today that um, to remind us about the scripture that Tisa opened up the word of the year with in Ephesians. Ephesians 1, I think it's 18 and 19. And I wanted to highlight a, a couple of, of points from that. Because it says there that basically, um, remember she talked about the oculus, which is both an opening for a light to come in and an eye as a reference to an eye. And so we said, if you remember, that there was a new anointing available, there was a new ability available because he was going to be opening this portal basically in heaven that was going to cause this to be a, a kairos moment. And so a Kairos moment, if you remember, is something that God says, I'm providing you with everything you need in this moment to do what I'm about to tell you to do. And so that's the great thing about God in general is that when he gives a word, he does pre-provide what you need in order to do that word and to live that out. And so um, in Ephesians 1, it says, and I pray that the eyes of your heart the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. The light, like she said today, is that truth coming into our circumstance so that you will know and cherish the hope. See, it's not just about the power, but he wants you to be filled with hope to be for the thing that he's opening your eyes to see that he's shining new light on. So it's not the tension and even the process of experiencing the tension isn't supposed to be filled with fear or angst or dread or anything like that. It's supposed to be filled with excitement because there's an energetic hope that he's released prior to you experiencing the tension so that you will know and cherish the hope. The Amplified breaks it down as the divine guarantee, the confident expectation. He's saying, I'm opening the oculus 
because I'm shining a light through it so that you will know, not just cherish, but know, you'll really know the hope and the divine guarantee and the confident expectation to which he has called you with this word and to the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, which she talked about today, so that you will begin to know. So he's, he's saying, I'm going to re- opening the oculus so that you'll know the hope, so that with the hope you will begin to know the power. You're not going to know it right away, but you'll begin to know the power because you have the hope for the power that's coming. So that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power in us who believe. Active spiritual power is is available to you. It's in you. It's already pre-deposited in you for us to live out what he's called us to do. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Uh, That's verse 20, actually. I wanted to go ahead and read that too because that's the reference to what she shared today. That's we die so that we can experience the resurrection power in us. So see, it's just all connected. And so there's a kairos, um, this is a kairos moment in each of our lives. We're all experiencing it in different ways. But we, but there's a kairos moment and a, a, a releasing of hope for the beginning of the experience of power in your circumstance. And so I felt like he really wanted us to tack that on to and remind us back to what she opened the word of the year with. And so it all came together in a certain order for a reason, you know. So we want to remember to look at the big picture in addition to the small, small elements that we're drilling down into. And uh, just to illustrate that even more, you know, when I was sharing on the 120, the the degree angle in the hexagons in the honeycomb, um, you know, when we took a break and Aaron pointed out to me, I knew there was a significance of the 120, right? And Aaron pointed out to me on the break that there were 120 um, people in the upper room at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell which was so cool, such a cool, significant moment. Well, I just wanted to share with you that I listened to Johnny Enlow the other day, and he's been out seeking the Lord for this upcoming year. And the first thing he said about this upcoming year, he said he released it as a now word, like this, like that day, starting that day, emphasis on now, that the Lord told him the whole world will be an upper room. The whole world is becoming an upper room right now. And so this, it all ties together. Now, this is the crazy part too, okay? He, he went on to do this little teaching about 11 effects of the Holy Spirit falling. Guess what the first one was? Confusion. You know, we don't think about that part. We don't, we think of oh, the Holy Spirit falls, we'll all be in that, position of anointing that she talked about where we're just free floating and free of every care but there was actually confusion was one of the first effects 
of the Holy Spirit falling, which ties in with what, you know, the verse she read about being perplexed. It's very similar. It's the same type of thing. And so just because you are feeling even confusion, you're perplexed, you're feeling crushed in your moment of tension, don't consider that automatically as opposition to what God is wanting to do in your life. It could actually be a sign that it's happening, like that the Spirit is falling on you in a greater way in that moment. So let's, you know, this last year, Pam, uh, I think it was Pam shared a word uh, right before we released the, the word of the year. And it was about how she didn't want us to dismiss ourselves from being, from the word being applicable, basically. And that's such a, a human tendency we can have, like, this just doesn't apply to me today. You know, this in, and even in these little individual ways. And so I just wanted to remind us again, this is a Kairos moment, an Oculus moment, you know. And so don't let your humanity say, oh, I already know how to deal with that tension. I've been doing it all this time. That's that new thing's not for me because he's doing a new thing. And this is the time. This is the appointed time to for it to be done and for it to manifest and for you to have and know the hope so you can begin to know the power. So, Papa, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your, your word that you've given to us. It is so full of every nutrient that our hearts needs. And everything that we need in any moment is is embedded in the living word of God. And so I thank you for your scripture. I thank you for all the ways that you speak to us, but I thank you for your word and how personal and intimate it can really be when we go and search for you in our moments of need and in our moments of confusion. And so I thank you for the hope that you've released, that you said we can know it right now, we can know the hope and we can begin to know the power. And so I ask that you make this message personal for each person, that you would continue to reinforce your message in their dreams, in their their visions, in their conversations with people, on the things they see on TV, on the, all the different signs of hexagons that they'll see you suddenly on the tile in the bathroom or wherever they go, that you will just highlight for them and that they will know when they see it that it's you, that it's you inviting them into this intricate, special, intimate moment of something new. So I thank you that you are so intent on making it personal for each one of us, that it's personal to you to make it personal to us. So we love you today. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Papa God. And we just bless your name today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com. Okay